Hello and welcome to Think Fit Be Fit podcast. My name is Jennifer Schwartz. I am the hostess and creator of the Think Fit Be Fit podcast network. I am also a certified muscle activation techniques RX practitioner, a certified exercise physiologist with a master's degree in health sciences. My mission is to get you an upgraded mindset for a more potent workout. So I am inspiring the podcast listeners, you guys, to build resilience and knowledge to boost the quality of your health and fitness. So the Think Fit Be Fit podcast network is a one feed with two shows. And myself and my co-host, Gregory Gordon and Dr. Paul Juris have cumulatively uh, acquired like six decades of education and experienced an experience in exercise science, human movement science, and being professionals in the exercise world. This, this two show feed is here to help serve you guys with thought provoking discussions that will balance your viewpoints on what's good for you and what helps and what works and Our goal really is to help you get to know your exercise process better and to help elevate the industry of personal training and fitness so that we are all getting, asking better questions of our body and learning along the way. So we want you to come learn alongside of us at Fitness for Consumption, the Instagram page. You can be part of the study club by just sending them a DM. And you can also join the podcast newsletter at thinkfitbefitpodcast.com. And finally, we have an episode today all about getting out of your own way and optimizing your performance. And that's why I named it Finding Your Power. Today's guest is Bob Solier, and he is a local friend of mine. He is a coach that I refer to in my circle of clients, and I am even a student of his in his uh, various containers for working on mindset, cold exposure, cold water exposure, breathing, and just being an overall badass human, owning my power. Thank you so much, Bob, for this work that you're doing. And I'm so excited that we get to share this conversation with so many wonderful listeners. This international worldwide audience is really touching my heart. You guys, thanks so much for your comments and messages and reviews. This episode will not disappoint. It's funny. It's informative. It is... kind of shocking at times. And we had a great time uh, recording it. So I I think it'll come through on the listener's end too. You know, the word that comes to mind when I think of the work that Bob does is courage. Because of the way that he shows up to his students like myself and some of my clients, it is just a a way of being brave and showing people 
how to do the work that we really need to do and the stuff that we won't do on our own. So it's really about habits and building in that consistency and community, which is like that glue that brings all this stuff together. And that's one of the topics we talk about today. We also discuss showing up for the inner and physical work with presence. That's something that's been huge for me. We also talk about the importance of community in this whole human optimization space. We talk about going from being in a suffer fest mentality with exercise to leaning into your power with internal knowing or intuition. We also touch on HRV, heart rate variability, as a tool for measuring change. And what does a zero HRV look like? What does a good one look like? This also leads into the learning curve of changing your body. I'd say that's a pretty big theme overall. And then the fundamentals of self-development, pain, neuroscience, one of my favorite topics, and even like the vagus nerve, the diaphragm, and how that plays into the goals of improving human performance. So we, that's, it's, it, is only like 50 minutes, this conversation, but to me it feels like three hours because I was just so engaged uh, with this <laughs> interview and conversation. And that really goes back down to the intentions I've had in planning these episodes. I wanted to support this community and myself in actually using this information. So I shared a lot about how to how to really love your movement and love your exercise process with the solo cast that took a lot of research and a lot of time on my end and <laughs> courage really to put out those solo casts and really be unapologetic about how much I love exercise, but how do we glue it all together? How do we make it work? And that's what this, this episode specifically is really about. And that's why the timing of it is where it is. And I learn all these things and I struggle to get out of my head. So doing the actual work and getting into it is something I needed assistance with. So that's why, you know, I really, that, again, that, that, that is why we're doing this episode. And at the heart of this podcast, really the series, all of this from 2021 on Think Fit, Be Fit is the learning curve of change and the learning curve of improving your body. Without further ado, here is this fabulous and fun conversation with Bob Solier of Breathe Your Power, which is where you can find him on Instagram at breathe.your.power. Enjoy. Space for parents and kids to do soccer workouts yeah, together. Yeah, it was great. Yes, yes. <laughs> was Je Jen was our ago. son's soccer. Uh, you were the performance coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so I did that for years up until coronavirus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, as someone who's done many group facilitations um, around health, I'd say that is, that's the, that's the glue. That's the, that's the glitter. That's the killer app. Yeah. It's the connection. Mm -hmm. It's what keeps people going. And and so I've found even the, at the end of this week, the feedback I've gotten is that the conversations, I mean, not everybody loves it. And that's an important thing. One of the indicators I have found of, of health is the extent to which you participate as, as a committed community member. 
I mm. think that the, 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 the more the people that seem to withdraw and in every group, I have 15 people this time or 14, there's always someone who kind of holds back and, and there's a reason for that. And sometimes that reason is they feel like they don't have a legitimate thing to offer um, that they're going to confuse people or they're going to get overwhelmed with inputs from other people. They don't feel like they have a voice. So they're missing their voice. And that's what I'm trying to bring out that everyone needs their voice. If we are all fully present and back to Eckhart Tolle, Mm -hmm. this world becomes a beautiful thing because you just show up for other people. You are in your full, you know, power right there. And, And that's what I'm really trying to bring people to is their own power. All of it is right to their yeah. middle, right back to mm. you. I point back to you. I point back to you. I point back to you. And I do it all these different ways. And part of that is to build this thing where you find a way to have a voice. And you see that with other people who do have a voice, that they seem that they're, they're, they're healthy. They're starting to show up. Um, they're, they're, even their numbers are improving. So wouldn't you, you know, want that for yourself? Wow. And people, of course, yeah. if you're depressed, if you feel like you have some kind of legitimacy, you know, imposter issue and who doesn't really, <laughs> yeah, right? Here yeah. we are. I've, I've, you know, written about that myself. But if you have others that believe in you at those moments when you, you know, self-love, they say, you know, you got to love yourself. Well, what if you can't? What if you don't know how to? Others sometimes have to be your training wheels. Mm. And so that I'm just trying to provide as many training wheels as possible for people mm. so that they come to see that they do have beauty, that they have things to offer this world. That's fabulous. So that's it really. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. (laughs) So I just keep building little communities where I see the need. I guess that's, it's kind of like Legos or, or, uh, Sim city. Well, how do we, you know, gosh, I mean, I, that, how do we participate? Like that Mm. is really hitting hard for me. And the fact that you went through, and gave us some examples of how we participate and what it means um, for the the impact, the exterior impact and the interior impact of our yeah. work. Yeah. Right. Um, so, and then on top of that, you've kind of skipped over your group a little bit, but you are showing how people can develop an inner compass. Yeah. For. Uh, I guess measuring their show up, the measuring their efforts, measuring right. how they show up. Yeah. So can we go into? I think this is a good time to talk about the leaf um, yeah, to- and that oh. stuff. Yeah. Um, because I, um, as you know, like I keep um, promoting it, and I really believe in this for my clients and for you know people that are are in a state of curiosity. Um, as well, like, I don't, you know, like, I don't know. Sometimes it's not, I, I, well, you you can't see your own internal state. Yeah. 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 And so I'm personally working through, um, what is healthy curiosity and what is, I Mm. like, uh, what we just discussed, like like, obsessive to the point where you're no longer enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. The suffer fest. Yeah. The suffer fest. Right. So. It's true. When you when you give people data about themselves, mm-hmm. um, things happen. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes that's good, and sometimes it's, it's it's so. As a coach, you really do have to give them guardrails. Mm-hmm. Um, and and sometimes with the folks like with HRV, so and 
I don't know if it's on the camera, but um, yeah. the Leaf device, which we've been using as our HRV biofeedback tool, um, is is awesome. Um, I'm using it with my Oxygen Advantage uh, athletes, and we're using it as an objective metric for uh, change and for, for performance. So with the work I do, typically, uh, I... You know, if you're working with me as an athlete, I'll be asking you each day, you know, what's your so-called BOLT score, which is your body oxygen level test, which is like your carbon dioxide tolerance indicator. Mm -hmm. It's an amount of time that you can comfortably hold. Um, it's a number. It's somewhat objective, but it's still subjective because you can control it to some extent with your own relaxing and everything. Um, and then how do you feel? That's, that's the key question. How do you feel? But then like with CrossFit, um, which is why I love that connection, um, you, there's such an uptake for people when they can see an objective number that is like a measure of something, um, mm -hmm. like VO two max, for example. So heart rate variability is a number and it's a constantly changing number. And it's the indicator of the state of your nervous system. And mm -hmm. basically it's the beat to beat difference between your heart rates or between your heartbeats rather. Um, and it should vary. Um, and I'll give you a quick example of zero HRV. I actually had a zero HRV in my life just for, so for your audience. So they'd be like, what does HRV do for me? Well, here's zero HRV. Um, and I had no idea that's what it was at the time. But when I was a freshman in college for about three days, for some reason, my heart got stuck at a certain rate. Like, I think it was, you know, uh, I think it was uh, social stuff, school pressure, rowing, not like Is that where enough. all your hair went? It went that out in the boat. Yeah. <laughs> I left it in the boat, man. I gave it to my daughter, actually. She has all of it in Colorado Springs now. Okay. So, yes, I used to, I have pictures of okay. <laughs> super curly hair. Can you believe that? That's hard to believe. Well, I, I, yeah. I've seen your kids, so yeah. yes, I yes, do believe you it. Do believe <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it would be pretty preposterous. <laughs> um, so, anyways, um, my heart got stuck at this one rate, and, and, it, and, and it wouldn't slow down, and it wouldn't speed up. And here's the thing. I couldn't produce energy, and I couldn't rest. So I couldn't do either. I couldn't go in either direction. That's zero HRV. So your heart is supposed to respond to your body's needs, but as you get more and more in trouble, it becomes a metronome unto itself and says, screw you, you're a mess, but I'm going to keep alive. So I'm going to just choose a rate and stay there. So that's zero HRV and it's hell. I went through that and it was like, I, I, and I broke it simply by, I mean, I didn't know there was like, I was 18 or 19 or whatever. I was just, I just got through it. I didn't think there was anything really dangerous. I just thought this sucks, but I couldn't sleep. I couldn't, couldn't mm -hmm. exercise. Mm -hmm. I just kind of like stuck there. Mm -hmm. Um, so th we work on HRV because it's an indicator of the state of your nervous system, how resilient you are, um, whether you're ready to rest or ready to go hard. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and so for all the physiology people, you know, high HRV generally indicates higher resilience, lower HRV generally indicates, you, you know, some level of recovery, but there's, it's, it's complex actually. It's, it's a two footed driving, like with, you know, like, like formula one racing, there's two uh, systems that play uh, off each other. It's not like one's on and one's off. I love that analogy. I'm a, I love formula one. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so that you're, so anyways, HRV is, is, com it's complex, but then the way we use it, is to just become aware of your internal state so you can see what you're doing on the inside. So you feel calm right now, maybe, you know, or you mm -hmm. feel anxious, but what's happening on the inside and, and is your heart, is your HRV actually, you know, are, are you ready to respond to the world right now? Or are you just so used to feeling ground down mm -hmm. 
this is the Sufferfest. If you're so used to the Sufferfest that you don't even know that you're in the Sufferfest, this can start to tell you that you're in the Sufferfest. Yeah, that's, that's like that's the first the, thing, exactly. Right, yeah. you start looking at your numbers like, wait a minute, I can't. And gold is to move your HRV, not to have a higher low, but to be able to change it at will. That's what we're working on. So being able to actually modulate it with your breath so that you can rise, raise it when you want to for your own good. And to know that when it's low, like when you do a workout, it's going to go low, that you're okay. Mm. You know? So those are... Yeah, that you'll be insights. okay. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's because you yeah. do need to recover. And life is oscillation. It's not yeah. constant grind. Well, but the, I... Yeah, yeah. The grind fest is... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... You know, I ex- I explain it like this for uh, people who, um, the at you know the athletic crew listening to this, um, who people who are worried about mobility always come to me. Mm. Okay, and I, one of the like the big falsehoods of mobility, like meaning like be able to improve the way you move with interventions, with a very physical intervention. So we either like r- rub our body on top of a ball. Um, we like to stretch, uh, movement, um, just riding a bike really lightly, you know, just walking, all these things can improve mobility. But the things that like, we're talking about the wads, you know, mobility wads, stuff like that, where you, you know, you're like, take this band and do this, right? get, you know, so that I, I think is like more like you're trying to trick your body into, you know, uh, kind of down regulating and mm-hmm. becoming more relaxed and then maybe you'll get more mobility, right. but the real mobility, the real sticking point for people to get the most high performance from their body and not, and barely have to worry about quote unquote mobility is when they can apply that to the nervous system. Okay. And your nervous system yes. becomes more flexible yes. and therefore ability to recover. Yes. And everything I I try to, everything I teach, I, pro- I try to put into that context yeah. of you can do better if you recover better. Right. Period. Yes. And that is something I've told 12-year-olds. I don't know if that's stuck, but, you know, the, the and, older and- teenagers usually get it. And then, then as soon as, like, we leave that, you know, really nice plastic range of uh, 30 years old, the harder it is to like teach somebody that. And I think so. And the key to that is the, this recovery thing is actually, that's, that, that's the learning and that growth part of the entire process. So when you're doing the hard thing, you're not learning the thing at the time you're, you're, you're change, you're going through some change. If you're doing a hard thing you haven't done before, but if you don't recover, if you don't recover, intentionally yeah you actually don't build new pathways you actually don't change yourself so you don't improve so if you actually want to improve you damn well better start recovering yeah it's actually it's not lazy it's not wrong in fact it's the path forward it's the most efficient past forward yeah path forward rather um exercise so- culture uh has as a does not promote that. And I think you have to bring plasticity into exercise culture. Yes, that's that's, that's my that's, that's what you just covered, right? Absolutely. Well, yeah. honestly, like I first learned about neuroplasticity in 2009, I will never forget. Like the yeah. most it it's just been one of the most influential things is learning how to nurture the brain for right. me. Yeah. Um to nurture exercise, right. to be 
a better athlete all around. If you are exercising intentionally, you're an athlete. Yes. By the way. I, I, I actually <laughs> say if you have a body, you're an athlete. Yeah. That's my own uh, yeah. perception that's, on that Yeah. One. And that's a, you know, it's a very positive way to look at right. it for sure. Because right. um, we're put on earth to move. Yeah. We are put on earth to move. And yep. yeah, so learning that and, and being able to learn that we can nurture our brain, to learn that the more we learn, the more we change, the more we intervene in a healthy way, the more that we change. Yes. So I'm, I don't know if this is a word, but metaplasticity. Okay. You heard it here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. So I think the, the better we are at changing, the better we are at intervening, the more that we can just like keep repeating it. Yes. And yes, you learn how to change yourself. Yeah. Yes. It happens all over the body um, in, for ugh, God, there's so many ways. And like the one thing that I've learned about plasticity recently is that we can, um, a lot of it has been sold in this, you know, the small like niche of like, I don't know, head, health headlines and, and performance is that you're building new neural connections. That's the way that it's kind of sold, like, mm. you know, from even from like the earlier days of teaching this. But now that this knowledge is expanding, it's more, it's like this like new, it's not a connection. We are talking about networks mm -hmm. and different, how different things link to other things. And that's, I, I think that's an important difference for people to understand as they, um, do more self-development work. It's right. not just one new word that you're learning. Right. You're learning how that opens up to other things, and that's that's creativity. That's flow. It is. And that's where our brain is doing its best, most efficient work. Yes. Because if you're in overdrive, heart, you know, and your HRV might be below a certain line, and that is like driving around with a foggy windshield. Yep. You have too much distraction in to really be in flow and I don't know, be and, your and, best, man. Right. Right. So, and it, so and flow itself, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, is, you know, I was again, referring back to what I've sort of picked up recently from uh, Andrew mm -hmm. is really us in our state that we can already manage. It's not a learning state. It's, it's, it's experiencing what you know, um, in a good, in a comfortable way, but what you know, it's, so that's, okay. that's not the growth state actually. That's, that's the, like doing your thing state, which feels great. Growth. Okay. Doing your thing is the recovery. Well, it, it's also, what happens in recovery. it's going, it's making intentional errors Inten and enjoying yes. it and enjoying it. So the thing I wanted to throw in here is fun. Mm. The other thing I wanted to throw in here, Jen, is fun. So this is where you, this is the mindset piece. And this is the, this is again, the killer app. If, if relaxation is the killer app, fun is also the killer app. Mm. So where you decide what you're doing, this error thing I'm going to do isn't, uh, I'm going to learn from it, but it's, I can make it fun. I can decide that it's fun. I can decide it's hell <sighs> or I can decide it's fun. That, and that you is, have that decision. Yeah. You have that choice on every breath you take. Mm. It's it, back to Scott Carney's The Wedge. You can, every day, every, every breath you take can be that choice to decide that this is fun or it sucks or something in between, or it's just a drudge and I didn't even notice it. You could just not notice it. We don't, 25,000 breaths a day, right? So you don't notice all of them. Hmm. How about noticing a few hundred though? Mm. And then deciding how you feel during those breaths. 
And that will start to lay the foundation for other changes because now you're attaching um, this emotion. You're saying this is actually fun um, to something that you might find hard. And, and you, by doing that, the, as you get older, you need to put the fun into it or you don't get the changes. So, or you, you can also, like, you can get instant plasticity with, with negative experiences, guaranteed. Mm -hmm. That's mm. the fastest way, by the mm. way. A strong negative experience will mm. absolutely solder something into your system, but that isn't much fun. Mm -mm. So we don't want that necessarily. But that, but you yeah. definitely get you get massive plasticity. Like, yeah, that way. I mean, so a simple way to, to say is like stepping on something. Yeah. So you got to add <laughs> so heightened emotion yeah. with a target. It's yeah. advertising. It's the how it's how advertising, advertising works. That's how advertising works. So your brain is ready for advertising. It's saying. Uh, give me this elevated emotion and give me a freaking target, and that's how I'm going to change. Uh, cue Don Draper right? with, the, with the fucking. Uh, that's it right there. What was the the? He always said the cigarette campaign. <laughs> I don't know if I get the cigarette going right now. Here we go. <laughs> I got my cigarette. I'm like, uh, hey man, come on. Yeah, yeah but it, and, and you you can kind of take a cynical point of view on that, but you can also lucky lucky stripe. Lucky stripe. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you can take you can really take that and apply it to yourself, and it puts you in the in the driver's seat. So you are then. You choose to feel what you uh, that you realize on the f the first time it might be just one breath and you're like that felt good. You can start to expand that out and start you start to choose how you want to experience stuff. We're gonna walk out of here in you know twenty thirty whatever minutes into a like you know crappy messy weather out there with like I think it's sleet and I don't know what like you know cars are slopping stuff on us. And we could say oh fuck okay we gotta go on. or you can go out there and say holy shit look at this weather. This is fascinating. Well, and not I've that you live your whole I, yeah. life, like, you know, <laughs> just sort of flying, but um, you can choose how you engage with things and make them into play. You can play with the universe mm. or you can wait for it to play with you. Um, in 2021, people are saying, I hope 2021 is good to me. Fuck that. I Yeah, cheers. Right? Bring it. Bring it. Bring it to <laughs> 2021. Make it what you want it to be. You yeah. have you you can decide to make it what you want it to be. We are in an amazingly privileged position, and I'm not saying the whole world. I know that if you're sitting in a really miserable place on this earth and you don't have enough resources, and you are suffering, and maybe there's not even water uh, or clean water, there are places where this you know the kind of talk we're having is not available. Sure, um, yeah. it's or it's extremely challenging. But here we sit with what we have for our lucky privileges, some of which we never asked for, but here they are. Um, and so with what the gifts we have, what will we do with them? Mm. Right. We do have these gifts. We do have them. So now what do we do? Mm. Um, and it you know, shame on us if we ignore them. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's how I see it. So we've been given this bucket of stuff. Let's that's use beautiful. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to get back to intentional errors. Yes. I think that's a good yes. place because the the goal of this podcast is really showing you guys competence and confidence in being self-led. And intentional mm -hmm. errors is a huge yeah. part of that. Yeah. So on the podcast, um, as you know, we have our our, our professor uh, <laughs> professor vibe show yeah. with fitness for consumption. And both of them are uh, – scholars of uh, motor control and motor learning. And what that means is how we compute and use information, errors, 
yeah. are essential. Yeah. So in exercise yep. culture, guys, if you are involved with someone that is overcorrective in your movement, you are not getting the most out of your exercise. There is no such thing as a perfect any movement. Right. There, right. And to quote one of my favorite teachers, Tom Purvis, there are no rules to exercise. There are only rules to physics. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is, that's true. There are rules to physics. So intentional errors belong in fitness. Yeah. If you're yeah. loading up something really heavy, I'm, you know, <laughs> your risk and reward window narrows a little bit, right? Right, right. yes. <laughs> or one window opens a lot more. Right. But if you're talking about uh, the the every, like if you have a personal trainer on Zoom and they are sitting there and overcorrecting everything that you do. You're not going to learn anything. You're not getting, a, yeah. yeah. You're, you, you, I mean, actually, well, there's, there's a fine line. I can't say anything, but. Um, well, I think I wouldn't learn anything. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not, you know, the internal type of cueing is not for everyone. Yeah. I'd say internal cueing is different from overcorrecting. Okay. So internal cueing would be um, something bodybuilders are really good at. Okay. And they're, they're not, most of them are not failures. No. <laughs> they sculpt. Yes. And they build like <laughs> no other, right? Right. Are, you know, a very, um, you know, modern, like, I, I just really admire that sport. Oh, my God. Just, yes. uh, yeah. yeah. So bodybuilders are going to be good at internal cueing. So it's like feeling a move to B, yeah. um, feeling the pump within your body. Uh, Wim Hof does some internal cueing when we talk about that tingling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And that is that those are beautiful moments to reflect internally this is different from overcorrecting when you're just telling somebody they're doing something wrong. Right. Um, and it could be just a shift in words like, okay, why don't you try this direction right. instead of um, focusing on not doing this. I oh. learned this teaching kids exercise mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. The moment you said don't do something, they, they freeze. Right. They don't know what to do. Right. Well, because, you're an authority figure. Yeah. And it's also like... It's just not helpful. Right. And so. Um, so actually setting up. Yeah. I went through a whole like spectrum of the academic all the way to, you know, ha very hands on work there. But yeah. Anyways. yeah no, it's just, as you find yourself feeling frustrated, trying something, mm -hmm. stay with it, mm -hmm. but only for a short amount of time. So, I mean, basically <laughs> it's, it's for a, a, a bout of time, like a B-O-U-T, um, like mm -hmm. five minutes, seven minutes or so of going into the discomfort into the like okay i'm shooting you know i'm, I'm trying to do slap shots or whatever yeah and, and now i'm starting to miss the net the first now, 20 seconds and right? nice it yeah. sucks it's and, yeah. and i was doing well and now i'm just i'm getting tired i'm starting to miss it's starting to suck or i'm just not you know then stay with that for about you know a certain amount of time but tell yourself that's what you're doing so if it has no end point that's not going to work. But with a set amount of time to practice things that you now are making errors at, um, you're going to then set yourself up so that it, it that actually, in the, if you put that positive emotion with it, then you, and then rest afterwards, you're then going to be, that, that's going to give you that plasticity so that then you learn that faster. So the intentional error mm. making um, and, and, and doing something that's out of your comfort zone. So if you're good at it, then it's not going to, you're not going to change anything. 
you might still enjoy it, but you're not going to change anything. It's, I mean, that's still practice for mastery, but it's not changing anything. So, um, in, in the Wim Hof stuff. So that wouldn't be, that would be more of like a flow. That would be flow. Yeah. Yeah. Experiencing the flow. Enjoy it. It's great. It's beautiful. You're really good at that thing. Mm -hmm. But, um, so for like in my workshops, um, I have people, uh, change where they're sitting or even get up and stand in a different way than they did last time, move, do something, you know, change location, look at me from a different angle on purpose. Uh, like, you know, everyone get up right now and move and change location. And I do this in my advanced workshops. Um, and I have people, um, also like change, just stand up one way, sit down, stand up a different way, sit down, get off the floor, just to challenge yourself with something that you, you know, haven't thought about before. And then we actually have this whole session where we like practice making mistakes. Um, we do something and we do it wrong and we do it wrong again and we do it wrong again. Um, and it's just a quick way to get that sense for if you put play into the mistake making, it becomes something you want to do again. You're like, this wasn't bad. Actually, this is growth mindset. I can actually enjoy this. And that is growth mindset. It's, it's, it's going into the thing that you, you want to learn it. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, if it's being forced on you, that's not going to work. But if it's, if you're doing it because you want it, then, you know, bring the positive attitude and, and then you start to, you'll start to see the growth. So it's just intentional errors, right? So errors yeah. aren't bad. Errors no. aren't bad. Yeah. In fact, that's the only way you're going to change. Absolutely. So if you're happy yeah. where you are, you're cool, actually. You're, then you're in flow. Stay in flow. There might be a beautiful place to be. I haven't <laughs> spent a whole lot of time there, but, <laughs> but, but it might be kind of fun. Um, yeah. but, but if you want, yeah, for change, I, I think embracing uh, and just deciding how you feel about this thing that's hard is what allows you to grow mm. through it. So. Of course, deciding how you feel in the hard moment, even like if deciding you're, how you feel in the hard moment. Yeah, can't so express like feeling an emotion, recognizing it. Yeah. Period. Well, actually, just choosing it. Choosing it. Choosing it. Yes. Choosing it. You have a choice with all the time. Like even as we sit here right now, we could say, "Ha, ah, what am I doing?" Look around the room, like, <laughs> or we could say, "Wow, this is really cool." All right. And of yeah. course, you have to kind of you know pull that energy up to do that. But uh, that's what brings life to life. And then after this, you can go and say, "Okay, I'm going to go you know rest in the corner, take a nap, rest take your in the corner, right? <laughs> have a have a nap. Um, uh, nap. Naps are really great. Oh naps man, are awesome. So I, yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, I guess with the work I do, uh, get you know, having people. Whole, stay the course. I, I tell them that there's going to be what we call the valley of despair with a lot of the work because you're, you're like, you're going to detox. You're going to go through this period where it's like, you know, you're changing your, your blood chemistry with your breathing. You're changing your, your, uh, you might be changing other things with your HRV changes for that matter. Um, your blood pressure is probably changing for the better, but anyways, you might feel some strange discomfort and that discomfort is like you're going to get through that and actually come out the other side feeling better. But if yep. I tell people that that's going to happen instead of them going through the shock, then they can get into it. They can em embrace that. And one of the things is that's that sense of discomfort is actually acetylcholine being laid down. Um, so it's like when you build a road, someone comes through and they spray paint where the road's going to go first. So you've tried something new. And the oh, acetylcholine spray paint the is, road. Like is saying, okay, build this road here. But that's the acetylcholine being laid down saying, okay, something happened here and we want this to be a path. 
So the acetylcholine gets put down first, and that get, that causes a sense of of agitation, that sense of discomfort that you feel when you're like you know st- doing something that's that's hard or uh, or even if interpersonally if something doesn't feel right there's something to learn pay attention to that discomfort because it's it is a a pathway that's saying here's something new and if you pay attention to me you can learn something we can change if you resist it that's when you start to get sick actually if you resist those sensations and people stay in that agitation stage forever and ever they're like oh i'm not going to go there i'm not going to go there go there if you go then you actually learn. You actually learn, and that path becomes a. a, a wow, useful that thing. feels like a really important thing. It's it's yes. So that's I mean, growth is going into the pain. It's going into the discomfort. That's where growth is, and we know that from interpersonal stuff. It's physiologically true, though, and that's what I. I mean, I guess the whole point of a lot of this is that what you feel is physiology. It's physiological. It's chemical. It's chemistry. It's just your whole brain is just a chemical factory. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. There's no woo-woo in this world. It's all just physiology. It's no, all right? chemistry. Yeah. You can affect it mm-hmm. if you understand the mechanisms, mm. you know, and not that, I mean, I don't understand all the mechanisms. But I'm, we're trying. But we're, well, yeah, we're, yeah. I, I'm paying attention yeah. for sure. And I'm, I'm, I don't know if anyone understands all of them, but I'm interested in the, the fundamentals anyway. Yeah. Like the things that we really, give me the bottom of the pyramid. I don't care about the top of the pyramid. I'm not going to be the dude with the red light up my nose trying to, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be the bi- the guy with the, like the biohack set on my head. Uh, I don't, that is the top of the pyramid. It's the top. And I don't, yeah. I don't care about the top of the pyramid. If, if, yeah. I no. really don't. I don't care. I want I just want to hang out at the base and keep it strong and let people go off and do their thing. That's and a be beautiful vi- visual for what you do. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, because like I'm, I'm towards the top where I, okay, where I right. help people. Yes, you, know? you are. You're dealing with people that have tried a lot of things mm-hmm. and, and they're like, okay, how about this one other thing? Mm-hmm. And yes, that's true. You, yeah. Yes. But I do take people back to the fundamentals. You do. I and have actually, to. Yes. And it's, so it's like, so it's like mentally they think they're up there at this, at this top part. But right. I often say, no, you have to go back down to these fundamentals. Right. It's in the paperwork that I give people for the first time. I'm like, this works mm. when you are rested. Yes. When you, when you allow your body healing and yes. recovery time. Right. Right. And then you can start adding the, the stuff on top. Yeah. 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 And you can get that 0.1% improvement. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But and this, so yeah. exactly. And so trying to, um, yeah, uh, I'm almost like, uh, I'm a, the visual I'm imagining the analogy is like, you know, I'm giving them a shovel. Yes, absolutely. You know? It's a, it's a and, large instrument yeah. as opposed to some fine, like, you know, <laughs> fine toothpick thing, right? Yeah. Here's something big. Go. Yeah. Dig something yeah. big up. With yeah. That. Uh, totally. Yeah. Yes. I'm a huge believer in that stuff. And, um, it's ranged, uh, you know, for helping people that the state that they're in when they come to see me, it's ranged from sending them to the dentist mm-hmm. to sending them to one of your classes, uh, sending them to the person I get my craniosacral work from, yes. sending them um, the courses that I teach, which is the fundamentals of how to make your exercise amazing. Right. And it's right. it's all based on body weight yeah. exercise. You know, it mm-hmm. doesn't, of course you can apply it when you, get into the gym with the equipment. Right. Of course you can. It's right. physics. Right. Oh, 
Right. Gosh, right. yeah. But you're putting, you're, you are putting them back in touch with themselves. Mm. And that is the thing. Uh, if you know yourself, mm-hmm. you know how to heal yourself and you know how to grow. Mm. And we mostly don't have good contact with ourselves. And again, I go back to the breath. Mm. The breath is your contact with yourself. Mm-hmm. If you actually notice it, and again, you know, for most people, and I certainly didn't have any idea what my breath was doing, my breathing was doing. <sighs> Forever, yeah. forever, until I started. Correct. And and then, I, and, then, and then I realized, wait a minute, this makes a difference. And oh my gosh, here I am. Yeah. And then there was this one day, Jen. I got to tell you, like, oh, it was two, three months ago, and I wrote this down. Uh, one of my uh, many journals, journal entries, yeah. which are mostly not on paper, but they're mostly like somewhere on my phone. Um, so if anyone gets my phone, I'm doomed. <laughs> this is mine. Um, uh, was this day when I just I was uh, really just overloaded with stuff. And I closed my eyes. I put my phone away. Um, and I just lay there and I was not in a comfortable position. And I just decided to start paying attention to my breath. And I did. And, and I, this, this sounds very sort of like, woo woo, but it's not. Um, and I was just noticing my breath. I was like, I, I need to bring myself back down to earth. And I would say that for the first time, I, I know that this idea that like your breath is your life is a concept, but I felt it for the mm-hmm. first time. I felt it on my breath. I was like, holy shit, my breath is my life. And, mm-hmm. and it, it took me really kind of almost hitting bottom to feel it, mm-hmm. but it was, it was truly profound. Ugh. It was, it was, and, and I felt such a sense of gratitude that I had finally felt life. I had felt Dude, yes. life. Yes. I had, I mean, that's, that sounds crazy, no, I can, yeah. but it's real. I can, it's totally I can be there real with you. because without respiring, without respiration, you don't have life. Yeah. And I just felt that power for that moment. And it really, it's, it was a, just a seed of, you know, it, but it just gave me enough to, it, it, it's, it's expanded from there. It's been, you know, just one of those things like, I know I can touch that again. Yeah, it's there. Absolutely. And, and yeah. I, you know, let people know that folks spend a minute with your lot, with your uh, breathing and it can really put you in touch with yourself because your breathing is your remote control for your nervous system mm. and your diaphragm is built to change your state. It's built yes, to change your state. Yes. Your eyes and wow. your di- diaphragm are the two inputs or well, actually your eyes are an input. Your diaphragm is a control knob for how you experience life. So your eyes say, wake up. And then your, your diaphragm says, how fast? Mm. And that's really it. It's, it's the on switch and it's the gas pedal. Mm. And so go, most of us over breathe. We mostly breathe in excess of our metabolic needs. Yes. And that is like the fundamentals of my, my breathing work is to get people to line up their breathing with their metabolic needs. Yeah. And it's a wake up call when they realize, wow, I actually, I can get further with breathing lighter and actually my, turns off my, my mental agitation when I slow down my breathing because your, your brain processes key into your breathing. So mm. if you're breathing fast and agitated, your mind is, is agitated. So slow down your breathing, your mind slows down. And that's not bad. It doesn't mean that you're not thinking well. It means that you're, all that extra stuff isn't happening. So yeah, that's, well... Yeah, how many gift. areas are activated, right? Yeah. Like I mean, during right a now. chronic pain episode, nine areas of the brain are active. Whoa. It's called a pain meeting. Whoa. How about that? I haven't heard of that before. Okay, so tell me about a pain meeting. All right, so it's called the pain <laughs> neuro matrix. Whoa. It's in right. yeah, neurocortical matrix. 
And the pain meeting, um, mm. and it can have emotional triggers. It does have emotional triggers as well as physical triggers. Mm. Um, pra- pain is made in the brain. That's It's part of the chemical chemicals you were referring to a little while ago. Right, it's perception. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's perception. It's protective. It's predictive. And uh, predicting the environment is a huge advantage for us as mammals because we can, you know, protect ourselves right but that does that mechanism gets thrown back in our face if we don't know what the reset is right yeah Yeah. to this whole thing and so the pain neuromatrix the pain meeting is when you have that trigger and it could be as something as simple as your grandmother's name Mm. can trigger this proven hers was alberta Alberta. (laughs) (laughs) one Uh, one of them was my the other one was hermione Oh my God! <laughs> Beat that man. <laughs> and then um, you know, having an emotional trigger can set off the pain meeting, which sets off pain, which also sets off again this like wind, sh- the foggy windshield. You're operating with like information can more information cannot be connected when it's coming in if you have all these areas that are overactive. Right. So your brain is literally crowded. Yeah. When you have chronic pain. And when you tell people that with chronic pain, they're like, yo, you're right. Yeah. Like, I feel like I never get a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But on the opposite end of that, hmm. um, you know, uh, being able, you know, sitting in meditation and sitting with the breath, vagus nerve activity, right. taking just even two to three breaths can turn on the parasympathetic yeah, trigger reset, right? Yep. So that's a totally different scan that we're going to see. If, yeah. we were do- if we were doing the pain neurometric scan of a functional MRI, we would see nine areas active. If we were doing the opposite, um, you know, we would see very small active areas, and that's efficient. Yeah. Right? What you were saying, yeah. being slowing down is not a bad thing. And you know what this reminds me of? Uh-huh. Practice it before you need it. Because um, imagine that you are now in this chronic pain and you have no idea that you have these tools to use. Yeah, I know. Now you're effed. Yeah. Because you can't, un- you, you have no access to that, to those Well, now it's really right? easy just to take a pill and be like, okay. Well, it's probably the thing, yeah, it's yeah. what's going to, you may not have anything else at your disposal. Sure, absolutely. So imagine that you're like, you know, a, a, a meditator or a person who has spent time, you know, putting themselves in the ice or, you know, ex, uh, other uncomfortable situations and calming themselves. So you've got some practice with it and you end up in some situation, a bike accident or something, and you're hurting now. Now you have some tools. You've got something to draw upon. Yeah. And, and but to know you can't, tools. you're never going to learn that mm-hmm. in the moment when you're in trouble. Absolutely. You, you've got to so practice the stuff you're gonna. It doesn't mean you have to practice every emergency thing. Practice calming yourself because mm-hmm. you can't be ready for every emergency, but you can know how to calm yourself. One of my favorite lessons from pain neuroscience education, uh, which is one of my newer certifications, uh, is that the the way to prevent chronic pain is actually to learn about it. Yes. And it's the same exact thing. Yes. It's tools. Yes. And the, the tools that I'm talking about are just stories. Okay. Literally storytelling to yourself. Cool. There's a way uh, to intervene with chronic pain, which is coloring mm. books. And you just write, you know, what is safe, what is dangerous, and how your 
and it's just like writing down the things that your body senses as dangerous is yeah. healing. Because you're making it, you're becoming aware. Yes. It's awareness. Yeah. You're stepping away. You're put. You're putting a distance between the feeling and yourself. Yeah. And this so, isn't woo woo. Yeah. This is no. this is hard oh, evidence based yes, science. That's, that's yeah. No, that's neurology. Yeah. yeah. So you're, yeah, you're putting. You're saying this is not me. Mm -hmm. It is real. It's pain, but it's not. Look, I can draw it. Mm -hmm. It's over here. As opposed to like it's me and this is yep. all I am is this cloud of black, mm. right? This like fiery thing that. Uh, so I I will say I've never really had chronic pain and that mm -hmm. is something I mean I, I can only empathize with people that have lived with it. I've known yeah. a number of people who have of and, course, and it's a yeah. whole different topic. I'm sure it's a whole podcast series. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's right? definitely a topic of stuff that we touch on yeah, here yeah. Um, and that we dive deep into. Right. Um, but I see so many correlations between high performance um, and, you know, lear learning about the nuances. Right. You know, and that's what it all comes down to. Yeah. Um, the opposite of what I, you know, I wanted to offer, you know, my moment of feeling the universe that you were yeah. that you that oh you my offered, God. that you brought yeah, in. Yeah, man, totally. That's and, this is the most important thing right yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's a good way to like wrap up. Because yeah. I, I, I just, you know, for me, like sharing this is it's personal. It's something I write in my journal. Um, but when I was doing I just call it the ice work now, the ice work. When I, you know, <laughs> I did a I did a a cold plunge and some power breathing. And I felt th the, that the respiration was an entire life cycle. Isn't that beautiful? That's so cool. <laughs> and you guys, oh. like, the knowledge, the healing, I the love, love it's all in every... It's all there. It's all there. It's, oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm talking. You can <laughs> this is yours. Take it. Take it, Jen. Sorry. <laughs> but it's there, you know? It's such a beautiful thing to experience. So when you see the cycle of life in every single breath, um, man, does it like it brings you the comfort? It brings you the safety that we that is that what we have uh, in this in a privileged chair in a, where I'm sitting, right? But it, I do believe it's in all of us, you know, and that when we experience the universe in a feeling in a a connection, you know, we can self heal. Like that is Absolutely. that that's the that's the root, you know. And then one of the things you said in one of the book clubs, in the Zoom meeting, um, that you know, it it you do all this work just to get back to love. Yes. Yes. And opening the heart. And love is you. <laughs> yeah. Love is the universe. So yeah, to bring it down to its core. Mm -hmm. I, I firmly believe and I've felt and I, I don't think this is even different than physiology or neurology at our core. We are love and we are this beautiful shining being. Mm -hmm. and, and there's this crap around us uh -huh. wrapped around over years of conditioning. You know, the first seven <laughs> years of our lives that just says, oh, this is hard. You can't do that. Don't do this. You know, pay attention to that. Be afraid, whatever. It's all it, it was there for protection, but it's still there. Mm -hmm. it's, it, and, and now it's just there. And so to, we all actually want to show up and be loved as we are right here, right now, warts and all. Mm -hmm. That is the gift mm -hmm. of, of, you know, from people come, who come back from like near-death experiences, their question is, why did you bring me back? Mm 
Um, that's what you know. Zach Bush talks about that in his work, right? Why did you bring? When's me he back? starting a cult? Right? I want to join. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm working. I'm working I'm, on I'm him. I'm in. I'm working on him. <laughs> so, um, but the that reason that that that's the question is because they're finally they said you know I finally felt this state of being perfectly loved and accepted as I was right now, and that is what we want for ourselves all the time, mm-hmm. and and so to get that to allow yourself to show up, mm-hmm. um, you have that in you already. It's all in you already. It's just that we do have all these automated systems running to protect us that we don't need anymore. And to break that, to get past that, you, you have to put yourself under the, into these conditions, like, like into the ice, into some difficult situation where you then decide, I can do more. And you begin to show up more mm-hmm. and your heart opens more and, and that wrapping falls off and then you can actually begin to help others mm-hmm. because they will show up mm-hmm. in your presence. Mm-hmm. If you have that safety mm-hmm. and, and you've built that container, other people will start to show up in that container mm. and just say, hey, I'm here too mm. and I'm trying shit. And, and, and so that's what I'm trying to build. Mm. And it's not perfect by a long shot. I Mm. mean, we all have lives and stuff, but I just, I love that, like, there are folks that are coming back to my workshops even a year later. They're like, you know, I thought about this. Now I want to do, like, the Poland expedition with Wim, or I want to do some harder thing. And and they're circling back. Um, And so that's them doing it themselves. But I'm just saying, look, I'm keeping the space open. Come on in. Mm. Um, do your thing, man. I don't care if I'm even there. I don't mm. care at all. Just do your thing. Mm. Make it big. Make it beautiful. Because um, we're we all just you know it's like maybe it's only a moment, but it's a good moment. Mm. So let's do some good moments and then expand more and more and and you know light the fire. I yeah. I mean I think you've you have created that vessel. I'm glad you're going to still try to make it better and bigger, but <laughs> I yeah, think I, you should congratulate yourself personally. Yeah. I, I do think that um because you've created that. You know, I I've witnessed, I've participated and it's beautiful. So good. It's fun. Fabulous. Yes. I don't know if it'll get bigger. Maybe it'll just get better. Whatever, brighter. We'll say brighter. <laughs> Maybe we'll just paint the walls. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um yeah. yeah. So where do people start? Where do people follow you? Where do people join? Like, what's up there? Yeah, well, I'm most active. I would say breathe your power on Instagram, like breathe.your.power on mm-hmm. Instagram. Even though I do have a website, which is breatheyourpower.com. It's, it's, it's a website. I don't maintain it because I'm, I have info on there, but it has mm-hmm. some nice pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm the Wim Hof Method uh, website Mm-hmm. has me as an instructor. You can find my workshops there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me f- for like breathing stuff or oxygen advantage, I would say through Instagram or just message me directly, um, you know, uh, at, I guess, well, how else could you find me? That Breather would, power is good. It'll be in yeah, the show notes. Yeah, there you um, go. Okay. Yeah, Thank you. I feel, I mean, you're responsive on there. That's totally, oh, I am. that's enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yes. Doesn't yes. have to be. Yes. <laughs> Connect at Breather Power. That's my, that's the, that's the actual Gmail. Oh, um, that's great. Okay. So that, there you go. I knew there was something else. <laughs> oh, but man. That would be, yeah. So those are really the ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's what that's I did, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, just uh, keep, keep going and growing. You know? One more question. Yeah. What is 
we already have this, but I just want to hear it kind of in two sentences. What is a beneficial belief that you have that humanity could benefit from? Oh, that you already are perfect, that you have all the answers in you already, mm -hmm. and that in challenging times, and very often they are challenging times, increase your presence and show up more when things become difficult uh, and that will make your life infinitely better so there's your billboard there's my Beautiful. billboard yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> oh my god thank you so wow. much uh wow. i love being in your presence yeah. and uh being a part of your containers uh and I'm so glad I got to share this with my lovely audience that's international well, all over the world. Awesome, Jen, and also <laughs> thank you for you and all your work and your hard dedication and hundreds of episodes <laughs> and just relentless pursuit of of wellness yeah. um, and, and <laughs> connecting all the dots, yeah. right? I mean, you are just looking at this from so many angles and uh, you are this this factory of, of uh, assembling all the different ways of thinking about, you know, wellness and health. And uh, so yeah. it takes two yeah, or more, way more yeah. than two. It takes many. Yeah. So yeah. thank you oh my for God. having me on uh -huh. and for being here because otherwise I'd be by here by, by myself <laughs> <laughs> and that would be weird. <laughs> All right. Well, it's great to be weird with you. <laughs> yes. It's awesome to be weird, Jen. All right. That was good. All right. Awesome, man. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being here through this episode. You hung out all the way. And if you want the chance to receive a free water bottle, a Think Fit Be Fit water bottle with a sippy straw, go ahead on over to Instagram on thinkfitbefit underscore podcast and leave a really fun emoji sequence for me and I will... DM you and we'll get that water bottle over to you. The trick is you have to do it for this episode, which is going to be published on Monday, March 22nd. And yeah, I can't wait to send you a handwritten note and one of our elite swag water bottles. Like I said, this has just been such an honor to share this conversation with you guys. I am truly humbled to be part of a community that supports growth, supports mistakes, supports all the things that lead to feeling good and moving well. It's, um, yeah, it's an honor. Thank you guys again so much for being here and I can't wait to hear from you. Have a great week.